welcome to another episode of Mi Vida en Spanglish. This is Marisol. I'm here with Laura and Angela once again. Anna is sick now, so she's out today. <laughs> I know, la pobre. Si no es Juan, es Juan, es su hermana. But anyway, so we're here tonight um, with a fun, super lighthearted topic. And I'm very excited to <laughs> just talk with these two about. Um, and it is the whole millennial trends and what we think about them. So we're going to be going through sort of the list of the most popular millennial trends um, and just kind of getting our feel for them and seeing, hopefully you guys chime in in the comments at the end and let us know what you think, which ones you like, which ones you dislike and an opinion or two about maybe some that we missed. So let's get this ball rolling, girls. Uh, millennial trends, the good, the bad and the ugly. What do you think? Uh, I sent out the article that I found online that sort of touched base on the most common mm -hmm. millennial trends. IG eyebrows, the Instagram eyebrows, those huge bushes that everybody's obsessing with. What do you guys think about those? Good or bad? I think um, good, but I think the millennial trend, I think it's like circling back because a lot of the stuff that we're trying to like now make like it it's the millennial trend we're like natural to us like the butterflies in the hair mm -hmm. and you know the bushy eyebrows and the glitter no, but, but, but the butterflies in the hair lowrider pants all that um 80s 90s clothes coming back 2000s you know clothes like yeah. uh, what are they called those are those were millennial yeah. trends yeah but, that was but those our are trend. but yeah. those are now gen zers gen zers are the ones that are like, they're like taking those. over that now and they're taking over. that's what so i'm saying funny. they're yeah, they want to claim it like it's not a Gen Z it's trend. So it's a millennial it's, trend. It's a millennial yeah. trend. So we're going to mark that as a millennial trend. We're gonna try yes, we are. And <laughs> let me just clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> boomers, boomers, for those that aren't certain about the cutoff periods between each generation. Boomers are between 57 and 75 right now. Gen Xers are between 40 and 56. Gen Ys also known as millennials are between 25 and 40. So I'm going to be 40 this year. So I straddle both millennial and Gen X, which I don't know. I have some millennial things, but I think I'm mostly Gen X. Um, Gen Zers are between nine and 24 years old right now. And Generation A, which are still a little bit, you know, under the radar, they are 2012 to 2005. So they're under nine years old. Um, so 2025, sorry. So they're under nine years old right now. So just to keep that in mind as we move forward. So, but yeah, Angela, I think I see a lot of these things. I just, you know, I get so irritated. Yeah, like that's why I'm like on the defensive. Like, let's be very careful what we call a Gen Z trend because most of the stuff these kids want to pull off, like it's theirs, it's really not. It's not. And like, you know, it's so we're so taking our, our, our trends back. Because now, whenever I go into like the mall or I'm shopping online, right? all of the stuff and I don't know if you guys noticed mm -hmm. it's like that 70s trend like that hippie trend it's like that's not a like a what is it gen z trend mm -hmm. like that was way before your time before you even I know they're recycling the they, they they have a lack of creativity and they have to recycle our stuff they're just yeah, like bringing like, it back and like in a different way and like like it's retro and like I'm just this cool retro gen z can you believe you know? that stuff from the 90s is now retro like isn't it well yeah like my nieces I have teenage kids I have two teenage boys but my nieces like I'll wear like my 
boyfriend, which is really the mom gene, but they want to call it the boyfriend cut gene. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the high, like I have some on right now, like rolled up in the bottom and I have like my shirt over like my sweater, which is all things that we've done before. They're like, oh my God, Tia, you're so trendy. I'm like, Tia, you're so, girl, this is just so, this stuff has been around. Y'all just want to claim it now. The white uptowns, whether we call them uptowns, what they call the white air forces. I'm like, those are uptowns. Uh, low top uptown so those are not air forces and <laughs> why are you wearing well, them so dirty like 30 yards of midriff now mm-hmm. um I, I that one i'm just like hoping that goes that goes away because that was not the necessarily the, the super you remember with like the ultra low riders where it was almost like you know you were gonna or like the britney pants yeah, yeah like the britney pants britney. oh my god that was like the word i feel like that was the most uncomfortable it but was, we were guilty of it we were. I have pictures. We have pictures of those ultra low riders. I know. We're gonna have Brazilian. to look for them and post yeah. them up online. Oh, mm-hmm. but yeah, you couldn't sit down because you would be cracking everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but meme yeah. culture. Meme culture, like all these memes, making a meme for everything. What do you guys think about that? I think fun it's funny. or annoying. It's funny. I think it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. It's so cool. I think it's funny like too. It. You just take like a situation and just make it funny. You know, like yeah. Just make a joke. I, I agree. So. I think some people are a little bit too strung, like high strung about it. But for the most part, I think meme culture is just, it's just good. And here, I've actually seen like some people like on Facebook, I don't like those random videos that pop up, like from people who got like famous from those memes. Like they mm-hmm. just like took the opportunity and like really made something out of that, you know, that five uh-huh. minutes of fame. And now they're over here, you know, they start something else. I know it's true. There's a couple yeah. of those. So but yeah, meme culture, I think, yeah, I agree. I think it's united. I like it. It's a funny thing. It's fun. You can have a whole conversation now with memes. Like, you know, we have oh, a yeah. stickers yeah. in WhatsApp. I could have a whole conversation with my friends. Just send oh, a yeah. meme, send a meme back, and then we understood what we tried to say. Well, so I, yeah, I, yeah. I have, I have like a whole <laughs> file folder. It's like my emojis, my gifts. Gifts or gifts? Gifts, right? Gifts? I don't know. I think they're just the Gen Zers were saying. You say, you say gifts. So if you take off the tea, wouldn't no, you it's not it? a gift? It's not a present. See, that's you're being cringy, as my kids would say. <laughs> don't 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 say that. That's another one. Let's that cancel I her. Cancel her. She doesn't know our lingo. <laughs> yeah. Um, whatever. Only '90s kids remember. What about that one? Like I love that one because that it fun. as a parent who is technically still like you if. People didn't know I had kids. I could be like a cool millennial, but I do have teenage kids that are Gen Zers. I feel like I get to do what my mom used to do to me, which like, oh, you will never understand or appreciate this. Or, you know, mm-hmm. when I was your age, I did this, but I can like baffle my kids and say like, you know, my first phone was like a flip phone and it was like a oh, green yeah. screen with yeah. black letters. You're never going to understand running home and fighting for the landline. Or being jealous that you didn't have the clear phone with the letters in it and your friends did, or you'll never understand of getting 18 DVDs for a penny. Those exist. I still have that. I still have that phone, by the way. I have it in my garage. That clear phone with all the wires. Oh my god. Oh my god. Or you didn't understand Kid Bop, or you couldn't you sign on for 14 DVDs for or 14 uh tapes for a penny. Like you guys will never know that. You guys will never understand. I know. I know my my Gen Z son. 
told me the other day, he's like, mom, did you ever have the Nokia, the blue phone? And I'm like, yeah, child, that was like the best phone ever. He said, that was like the first phone, the first cell phone. It was, and it lasted. Like I had a phone. The one that didn't flip, you know, the one that was like the little little remote control. I used to have one in VR and you could change like the hard shell cases, like pop them in and change the colors. Phone that phone lasted. I swear, if I still had one, it probably would still turn on. That phone lasted Re- forever. Remember beepers? Nigo, our stepdad got <gasps> used to- our stepdad got know. us beepers, and we got in trouble for them because of Angela. The Angela culture, hold on. If you had a beeper, you were like the lady of the night. Hold on, oh, I know. <laughs> Remember, yeah. we could have beepers. Like, we one hold on, four four three seven seven zero four three. Hello, hello, <laughs> eight. <laughs> Eight zero zero eight five. Eight. You guys are too funny because I don't remember. Boobs. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get to experience beepers. You know I Um, did, but in a different way. And like it's funny because we just did stupid things like that. Eight zero zero eight. That was like the what we would do on the calculator. The calculator. Yeah. (laughs) Boob. (laughs) Um. Hipster foods. Hipster foods. Like. Okay, see, this gets on my nerves because as a Dominican and a proud Dominican, every time I see avocado toast for $15, I'm like, this is pan con aguacate for cinco pesos Santo Domingo. Like, what are you talking about? We invented avocado toast. That's pan de agua with aguacate. I think every island, every, no, come on, every (laughs) island or every country that like just inherently grows aguacates. They they have avocado toast. Everybody loves pan con aguacate. I don't care. Uh, where besides you avocado toast, would you guys say that like us millennials really created like this whole like now? I feel like restaurants and trying new things and like all these cute mm-hmm. like dishes. Like, do you feel like we started that in a sense? Like, you know, like I think so. So you know, like just making so. food more fun for people to like. Besides just and inclusive, food, it's like yeah, it's like fun to go eat now and see what I, yeah I think we're responsible for making it inclusive before it was like each culture kind of had their cookbook like I know we had a mujer dos mil like the mm-hmm. the Spanish yes. cookbook which and I know there's like an English version for like you know like the Susie Homemaker book so we all kind of stuck to our like stayed in our uh, recipe lane but yep. I think our generation was the one that opened the doors of like crossing over and like experimenting yeah. Do you have yours, Bianca? <laughs> I do. It's somewhere around here. I'm looking for it. I think my mom still has hers. That's so funny. I had one, but I left it in my old house when I when I divorced. But I had a mujer. My my ex mother in law gave me a mujer dos mil book that her mother in law had given her. Oh no, I do have it, but it's in, I forgot. I put I put all my cookbooks in the kitchen, so it's on mm. my top cabinet in the kitchen. That's so why I was like, come on, but I had it here in my. That's funny. Bookshelf, but no. But yeah, like, yeah, avocado toast and the acai bowls. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I like what you said, though, Laura, I think that millennials have done a great job with making people accept the diversity of foods and be open mm-hmm. to trying new things. And making it before. fun, like, because it's so, making like, I feel like fun. now everybody feels like they have to compete with, like, making their dishes look appealing to the eye as well you know or like even like putting it in a fancy cup or you know mm-hmm. garnishment something mm-hmm. like it's just and accessible making it accessible because they share it too so it's almost yeah. like oh I never would have thought to make you know outside of like the 20 things that I rotate normally to do x y or z so it's cool and I say um, Gen Zers if I, we can give them credit in something 
they're the ones now I feel that are making it more mainstream and cool. Mm-hmm. Like you can go on TikTok and in less than five minutes, you can have how to make arepas, how to make tortillas, oh, yeah. how to make, yeah. you know, pasta, how to make sushi bowls. Like, in, and it's like quick under three minutes, you're taught how to make the recipe. Yeah. So they make it, I, they've made it more, more like easier simplify and just it. simplify it. Yeah, they simplified it, I think. We'll give them yeah. that. And I've been like finding new places. I feel like they mm-hmm. owe them credit for that too, because I'll be yeah. the first one to go on TikTok and look for a <laughs> restaurant nearby. What brunch spot should I go to this week? Like mm-hmm. what's near me? And it's all it's all on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I like that. I think some people are, you know, critical of it, like the mm-hmm. excessive microwave. No, the right. excessive the codependence on like the internet for access and information. But I also think that it, it makes everything like more shorter, like more accessible. Yeah, what I said, I was having like a microwave, like, you know, we're moving towards a microwave society where everything is kind of instant. So mm-hmm. our brains are like, even if you're like opening a web page and it's taking too long, we were dial up kids like, and like, wait, get off the phone. I'm trying to like go on my AIM account. Right. And now when it takes like five seconds for the page to open, we're like resetting and restarting. Like, wait, I can't deal. Yeah. So I think they've done great at like adapting us millennials to, to like the in, like instant gratification of yeah, accessibility, I, think, I guess. I, I agree. I think so as well. Um, self-deprecating humor. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm but you know what? I, I'm, a, I'm up for it. But at the same time, I think it comes with a little bit of hypocrisy to it because millennials are also the self-love body positivity and it's like all right are you body I, I, I don't agree oh, I feel like, like, that's more, like that's more like gen z and like but we're picking up on that now because i feel mm-hmm. like we're the generation that went through the drama you know through all the like drama <laughs> that true. happened and like they're kind of like teaching us like hey you know it's okay it's okay like do all these <laughs> things to help yourself but I think that because like because of all the trauma that we went through, we also know how to take it and with humor. If that yeah. Means. So that's why I think. Yeah, it's okay. it was a it was a coping yeah. mechanism for us. Yeah. I think in a lot of aspects of our life, like we look back at childhood trauma and we make jokes about it because that's how we there. So for us, there wasn't you know a big thing of you know bullying and mm-hmm. social awareness and social acceptance and how to you know parent the right where like those things weren't magnified they didn't have a magnifying glass on them like they do now Mm -hmm. like us parenting our kids so we say like for gen z yeah so for us it was uh mom they were making fun of me because i have a flat top but is is it true did i lie like is that true like you're not lying all right you have a flat top that's the card you worked out deal with it yeah. I know <laughs> it's funny because like I, I I had a podcast before called Crystal Babies, right? And you know one of the things that I talked about is like everybody's so fragile now. Like the Gen A's and Gen Z's are so they they are like sugar made out of sugar yeah. glass. They're so fragile. Everything sort of breaks them. Everything sort of like just throws them off their center. And like yeah, we were hardened in a bad traumatic. It's like PTSD pulled on but we also can take it like now you can't make a joke about nothing nowhere and I know that's like a double negative or whatever you can't make any jokes without offending somebody like nobody can yeah nobody 
Yeah, and I get that some things are changing in a positive way, you know, about equal rights and fairness and women's rights and blah, yeah, blah, blah. But, blah, I but... Like we make, we look at everything with too deep of like high yeah, lens yeah. of a magnet. Like everything is not that deep. Like mm-hmm. I have really self-deprecating humor and sarcastic and borderline inappropriate humor. I have teenage kids. I'm, I still feel like I'm 18 sometimes. So when people hear me interact with my boys, like they're like, uh, did you just really say that? I'm like, it's not. That, but that happens to me at home. Yeah. Like I, I have the same kind of personality as you in that regards. And like, sometimes I'll make certain jokes with my 12 year olds because, you know, he's at that age where mm-hmm. he's hormonal and he's transitioning into like being a young teenager. And my husband is more serious. And then he'll be like, Ay, tú no deberías hacer eso chiste con él, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, dude, but if I don't do it, he's <laughs> going to do it anyway. Talk about I might as well gauge where he's at, you know? Yeah. Like for me, it's an opportunity. I think to it's so I think And I also more, don't like, want my kids to be so like also on the deep. I think like kids nowadays are just being taught to be on the like, what is it? The, the, the offense, offense constantly. Like it's. So whenever they come to me with something, I always try to like, all right, look at the bright side or let's just kind of delve into it. Was it really that deep or is that how you were expected to take it? Like it's a, like put it in perspective, Nico. Like it's, like when I was your age, like <laughs> I, I was called like toddler, you know, or what is that I call mom? My mom gets so mad when I look at my toddler pictures oh and my I'm God. like toddler, tranny, mommy's like so big, <laughs> I was like, I looked like I was transitioning from the ages of like five to nine. (laughs) I think because like I don't have teenage kids, like I'm more like of a Gen Zer in that that I'm so like careful, I guess, like what I'm like talking to her about. And like Mm -hmm. I don't I don't even see myself having jokes with her yet. I don't know. I'm just scared. Well, because she's so little. It's all. It's all like I'm not like that with my teenager. But even when I think of her, I'm not like that. But I'm thinking like when I'm older, like what am I gonna like? How am I gonna bring these topics to her? I'm scared. Oh, you you won't bring it up. Your kid will bring it up because they'll sort of test the waters to see where you're at to see how comfortable they're gonna be. Oh yeah, and it changes. What it does. What. I was a young mom, but I remember one time I was a mom who like watched because I was young too. Like every DVD, read every book, happiest toddler on the block, <laughs> what to expect after you were expecting. Like I was, yeah. I flipped on my mom because she gave my six month old a piece of banana. Like I lost my ish. Like I was, but then it's like, you don't picture it until you're in that moment. Like yeah. my six-year-old and my, 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 my six-year-old, it's a different conversation. Like I am careful with certain things because I don't want to repeat cycles of like, you know, self-deprecating humor in the form of like, you know, bad talking about your body in a negative, like those things, no. But joking about looking like I was transitioning from the ages of six to nine, I think it's hilarious. Not people would get offended. Like, oh my God. What was the age you said? Um, Again, that was for Gen Z. Nine to 24. Nine to 24. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, because I was just curious. Like, it's funny that, you know, us millennials, we have like that um that dark humor like you said but then it's like we're creating these children because we are the ones who are creating the ones who are like you said so a glass. you know like that everything <laughs> offends them and that they're so like, I, yeah, they should they're so sensitive it should which, yeah so yeah i agree which i think i think it's hard for us to digest because that sensitivity comes you know with a lot of positives to it, you know, they're more, mm-hmm. they're more empathetic. empathetic. Yeah. They're more cognizant of 
things in their environment. Yeah. Um, they're more aware. Maybe we're doing something right that everybody else think, wasn't doing. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's good. I, I do. I do think though that in a in some ways though, because I find myself guilty of that too. You know, like the having that internal battle with myself. Like I know better, but I also don't want my kids to like be crying about everything. You know, yeah. but I, yeah. you know. Like they fall, I don't want them crying every time. Like you know, anything happens. No. Um, I think our difference I, now. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I cut you. No, I was gonna say, but I also don't want my boys to ever think that because they're boys they can't cry. So I'm very cautious no, as yeah. to how to meet that in the middle and say, mm-hmm. you know, tears are important and you just can't spill your tears about for whatever reason. You know, you have to pick and choose like what's worth your tears and what's not. You know, not making it a boy girl thing or a sensitivity no. thing. Just a hey, practice a little self-awareness and control and we don't cry about everything, you know? Um, I think the difference too with parenting styles of Gen X versus Gen Y, though, is that I think Gen X's parenting style was more one-size-fits-all. Like, ain't nobody crying in this house. Like, you all gonna sort of don't ask for nothing, don't do nothing, like, don't breathe. Uh I don't want to hear you. I don't want to hear you breathe. Like you're in somebody's house, like you're you're like dry and dying of thirst, but you cannot. (laughs) So I think us Gen Y, a lot of us are taking those experiences and we've learned that parenting isn't one size fits all. So I think we're better at parenting based on the child's personality. So a joke that my 16 year old, something I say that's like really inappropriate. And my 16 year old is like holding his side, laughing so hard. My 15 year old would be like, oh, mom, like, don't, like, don't, like, yeah. not, like, I, I not sis, like, chill, <laughs> you yeah, know? I agree. Okay I think we're that. more willing. Yeah, I think we're more willing to just adapt to each of our kids' needs yeah. um, and their personality. Um, man buns and man skinny jeans. I like man buns. You, you got to pick a struggle, I think. With that. <laughs> I don't pick like man skinny jeans. I don't like man skinny jeans. No, I think, I think it just depends. It depends on the how you wear the man buns. It just depends. It's not for it everyone. Gotta, yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's not the it's not the shirt. It's the hanger. Like you gotta you gotta be very careful because you can have a man bun and if you're not if the hanger <laughs> doesn't <laughs> hold like the man bun right, it look, it can go into like the scraggly like unkept yeah. like. Yeah smell vision type look and then the yes. skinny jeans too like you can either have a more fitted jean you know with like if you're if you if you're bought like your build and how you carry yourself is more hipster but like in a classy understated look you yeah, can like as long as it's not like tight and it's like under your butt or something yeah, <laughs> yeah or like tight with like the dress shoe and oh, the super tight like button the, down the shirt Dominican tuxes, like the, 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 the white feel won't be the Dominican feel <laughs> That's a three XL in top and an extra extra small in pants, and he yes. is Johnny with, Bravo. With the pointed, with the pointed like feet like matted leather. Yeah. Right. yeah, the Durangos. Remember Durangos? You no, <laughs> no, we can't do that. I I like I agree with you guys. I think I can see you know in some situations where it's like nice if it's put together correctly. But I'm talking about when I say skinny jeans and guys, I'm talking about the ones that look like leggings. Like if you look That's like you're wearing a leggings, no for me, and no. your package looks like it's suffocating your future yeah. children, then you know no, no like no please <laughs> por favor yeah. no. um lip injections and giant asses 
Oh, that's hard because I like this trend and I like this trend yeah. for petty reasons because the women who do the big, there's everything in moderation is nice, right? If you are subconscious about having a tiny lip and you want to go get it to a professional that yeah. makes it look natural, go more power to it. you. Yeah. If you have tiny little thighs and you want to get yourself a little bubble butt, that's just going to make it look like, mm, do it too. But these women who will get those duck Pringle lips and then they get the, the fire hydrant butt. butt. Yeah. But then they want to, you know, shit on all of us who, not that we need it, but that don't do it. I want to have touched this conversation again in like 20 years. <laughs> but here, I agree in that you should, <laughs> you should get, you should get things done. That, in moderation. In moderation that, you know, just to give you a little boost, but if, mm-hmm. but I also do believe that you're not going to find under a plastic night, like a plastic no. surgeon. Or it's for the reasons what too, you yeah. don't have. You can boost something and make yourself, I've done it. I, you know, I had a tummy tuck. I have no problem talking about that openly. And, you know, mm-hmm. and, but how many years did I take before I made that decision? Because I wanted to make sure. Oh, no, I'm all for it, girl. Do yeah, it. You like, got I wanted to make sure wanna... that I was doing it for all the right reasons. I don't want to be walking around with my stomach sticking out. I just wanted it for me. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And if you want to get it done, so have your stomach sticking out, knock yourself out. But absolutely overdoing everything now it's the over it's yeah it's because it's becoming we're in front of the camera now so long a lot of people you know are influencers and that's their source of income and I feel like nothing accentuates what you perceive as your faults or insecurities as looking back at a video of you or hearing your voice or seeing your profile so a lot of times it becomes an obsession, right? Mm-hmm. So then it goes into the territory of you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And it just too much. Like I've seen people, beautiful women whose lips, they can't even eat. Like it's yeah. so much that they, they can't even chew. I know. So no, I'm really going to X that. It's really bad. I think, you know, especially all of these filters on IG creating these false realities. Like you don't even know where reality is ends mm-hmm. and you know like like the fake stuff starts mm-hmm. like I think some people just get really tangled in their mind like they can't mm-hmm. tell the difference anymore um and like I said they're just always looking for something externally to give them something that they can't figure out how to get internally and in it's the mind. also like these millennial trends and gen z trends it's all trends right because when we were younger what was a trend was like you know the real thin kind of you know heroin chic look yeah. the London look like that was what was you know yeah, yeah ultra skinny and then we felt self-conscious I remember when I was in dance like I was like wait a minute like or when I was in cheerleading well I wanted to be a flyer anybody it's just like you can't be a flyer you have hips and a butt like nobody wants to pick that up and I was only like 120 pounds you know but compared to the other girls who were 85 90 that was what was in style and that was more celebrated so I feel like now the trend you know the Kardashians kind of started it which that's a whole nother story but it's like you know the big butt and Mm -hmm. the thick lips and you know which have always been there in other cultures and other other women but now it's become mainstream and celebrated so now everybody's hopping on the bandwagon of that and now that's dying down again so I want to revisit those in 20 years yeah I know it's, it's <laughs> good it's good for cultures where you normally have the bigger butt you normally have the mm-hmm. pronounced lips yeah. because now you feel less inadequate 
more socially accepted. But like you said, it's a trend. So we're yeah. soon going to be jumping up on, on board something else. Um, are we ever going to get to a point where everybody kind of feels like their body is being celebrated? Yeah, I know. Mm. What about IPA beer and charcuterie boards? Um, be very I love careful. a charcuterie board. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love charcuterie boards. I'm known. I am known for my charcuterie boards, so I love a good char. Like to me, my charcuterie board. Like if I get invited somewhere, my friends like bring a board. It's like an extension of of me. And I now I say like these little like you know Gen Zers trying to like change the recipe. Like we started, we're the original hostesses because we (laughs) met. We were the ones I think that merged you know the Susie homemaker jello molds and the modern woman into like like the the good the, the good pinterest host divas. the pinterest <laughs> host like we'll pop out a jello mold but we'll also make some banging drinks while we're wearing our crop top and mom jeans and like <laughs> make a tiktok oh. in the process too like we're like the perfect like recipe yeah. For that so I get a little offended when Gen Z is trying to think it's like their thing Laura's face was like Mm-mm, don't mess I know with I love me a good charcuterie board don't like mess that. with me I can't speak about uh what is it IPA because I don't really drink beer like that but I like um, IPAs yeah but it's funny board. to me how it's like you know now before I remember going to like a burger joint when I was like 18 19 in college you know and it was like three you know three or four burgers and like eight beers on the menu now it's like 30 beers 40 mm-hmm. beers on the menu it's insane um the mm-hmm. how that's become such a thing um adulting, adulting. yeah i don't like it <laughs> i don't like adulting not the word <laughs> oh no i don't like adulting adulting is overrated it is it really is but i like adulting. the word for sure i think it's i mean describes it perfectly yeah. <laughs> yeah and when you even say it it comes with a mood right like mm-hmm. it the whole word is just like very somber, like an adult an adult mm-hmm. yeah like it comes with the whole yeah it puts it out there lots of responsibilities so All maybe right. our kids can be like gen z gen what z like oh they're gen z they're Gen Z, like when I'm talking to the boys, they'd be like, "Oh, that's L, that's a L move, mom," or "That's a W, mom," which is win and losses. That's the new thing now. <laughs> like, "Oh, that's a L," or "That's a Aww. W," or "That's sussy box." I'm, 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 like, I'm just getting on board. Cap and slap. So you know, those are new. Oh no, no, those are those cap are those are older. Cap is cap, old. cap is lying. Well, we had a conversation with my boys about this. Some when I grew up in the Bronx, it's like. I'm gonna pop a cap and you're like, you're gonna get shot. Bah, but not for these kids. Yeah. Oh, you're capping. I'm like, you're gonna shoot somebody. No, mom. I'm like, oh my God, stop. Like, capping is lying. I'm like, that's lying. When? Yeah. That's cap. That's cap, bro. That's cap. Or this song slaps. Or this clap. This song slaps. Yeah. Uh, booty slaps. Song. Don't. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but whatever. It changes. It yeah. But yeah, um, we can. I said something the other day, we were talking and I was trying to be, be cool, but I brought back the old school cool. And I said to, to Jose, yo, that's so dope. And he's like, what? <laughs> he's like, mom, that's nobody uses that Matt anymore. Cringe, mom. Or that sucks. What do yo, you mean? Sis, that sucks. 
Yeah, that I was just so like, funny. what are you talking about? I don't think that ev- the word will ever go out of style. He's no, like, not to us. To the he kids. You, you know like, what he said to me? You're a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 39-year-old dinosaur. You're but whatever. So my favorite topic today <laughs> to talk about, I put it on the at the end of our list. Um, and then we're going to talk about some of the good stuff, but for now, we're going to close this list off with the booty eating renaissance. <laughs> it's called the booty eating renaissance or eating. I thought it was ass eating season. It, I mean, they have like a whole slew. <laughs> oh my gosh. Millennials have a whole slew of ways of referencing this situation, right? So it seems that boomers sort of invented ass eating, but millennials sort of perfected the art. And I wanted to know what you guys thought about this. Like, I personally cannot, there's like, I was doing the research about this and it, it blew my mind. There's like, 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 which, like, are we talking like ass eating, like, in general? In general, no, like boys to girls, girls to boys, you can be, okay. it's not only, it's not exclusively like a gay thing or. Uh, no, 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 that's not what I mean. I'm like, ass oh. because. I know it's a trend, which um, again, I'm not going to turn my nose up because whatever tickles your pickle, you do what makes you happy. Bedrooms are, each bedroom is a world and everybody can explore how they feel like it. Um, that's how I believe. Lord knows that my boo and I be exploring, but I don't know. I'm not going to turn my nose up on it. That's just all I'm going to say. I don't know. That's one trend. I mean, I I'm like getting my, getting, getting, getting <laughs> like serving. I'm yeah. talking about like me serving the before I probably would have turned my nose up on it. Angela now is like, I'm quite interesting. <laughs> Do you boo? <laughs> no, but it was funny to me. I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the lyrics. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to find the lyrics. You're calling Jason Romaine, like Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I'll bring the dressing. Like you can <laughs> oh no. my god that is i am sorry i am not cool like that that is not a trend i can get on board yeah i am too i am like, too i wouldn't do it in my brain but oh I'm you're not gonna get salmonella oh my god not not even salmonella it's just that i know <laughs> <laughs> it's just that i, I know like you're, you're overthinking like i get what you're saying like it's not about it's not that, like after working out or sitting in the office for seven hours and you're gonna go just like you know ham on it like there's steps that need to be taken oh lord i don't know i don't know i don't know i agree i think allegedly i think each each bedroom is it's a private you know narnia for each person but i think that's that's one trend that i just i can't i can't like like let go of my psyche when it comes to all i think about is we've all had questionable things I don't know. For as a person who likes, who wants, is can't wait to go to DR to go eat fried fripita. Like, at least you know where this is coming from. Yeah. Like, you know the source. Like, this is organic. Like, you know, it's from farm to table. I can't get on board. And I, you know what? I feel like Gen Z is more like they're more willing to explore in those areas than I think millennials are. Like, I just I can't. No, I, think I thought like, I was just like the body positivity and accepting and being more open and extroverted and less shy because you know in past generations women are taught to just you know 
lay back like guppies and just you know yeah. take it and sh- like don't make, like don't do too much because that's and I feel like with generation as they pass people are more free in their sexuality and free and if I think the, there's a, yeah and and especially when you find a partner that you can be open and free and have those open dialogues with because it's not so PC or hush hush like it was expected before I think that's why you I don't I don't think it's a new thing I think everybody been you know everybody's been eating organic produce for centuries I just feel like now with the whole it's been it's more open and celebrated and accepted because I think our cap on cringe and social norm is like we went from like here to like here now so it kind of leaves room to talk about things like that I guess yeah Yeah. I don't know I personally can't do it I like somebody were to ask me like oh can you no my bad sorry I don't know I don't think I could do it like I I I but you're like, catch me in a good mood, and you'd probably like the other way around. Oh, even in, even if I'm in yeah, a bad mood, like, come put me in a good mood. Like <laughs> the other way around. Maybe, the other way but, around, yes, is what I'm saying. The other way around, maybe. yeah. But then that's that's selfish. Because then, what if your partner comes to you and be like, "All right, did you? My turn. What are you gonna be like?" <sighs> well, then that's a conversation for that time. But I highly doubt that. Oh, it's- consent, consent consent yeah, you know i'm gonna grab you like am i gonna be tying my shoes and all of a sudden it's like we're <laughs> <laughs> like that that's not, <laughs> you oh, know yeah. uh, but yes to make cut the record straight but i mean by going vegan and organic i'm talking about i am okay with being the salad in the discussion not not the one preparing talking. it yeah <laughs> i'm the salad i can't all I can think about is like I remember one time um when we were talking about like I think it was like biology or something I'm thinking like freshman year of college I don't know when it was I took a biology class I think it was freshman or sophomore year and I remember talking about the sphincters of the body and I will I think that's what traumatized me against this whole aspect of everything and I remember the teacher talking about how oh we have all these sphincters, you know, people always just think about the anal sphincter, but we have a sphincter here and gajillion sphincters. And then he's like, well, you know, specifically the anal sphincter is very strong, but you always have a leakage of bacteria and all these things. It doesn't matter how much you wipe and how much you wash. There's always, always going to be these little bacteria just seeping out of you. That's What's why dirtier than your mouth? I think your mouth is dirtier than your sphincter. That's a that's a myth but mm-hmm. he's talking about how it word? doesn't matter that's why you always have a particular butthole smell <laughs> you know that's that's what that is and I'm just like yeah I can't get that out of it. that teacher traumatized me and so I don't think I could ever like just relax and participate in any kind of aspect of that situation aspect I see what you did there <laughs> <laughs> any kind of yeah no before I was I was on your on your Ban like on your bandwagon too, but now I've changed. (laughs) We shall see. Well, when you have the right partner, anything is possible, I guess. Exactly. Some people bring it out of you. I don't know. Hope is awesome. Hope is always like, yeah, whatever you want. But instead of walk up and be like, hey, girls, your dad is seamstress. Like, why? Your mom is seamstress. (laughs) (laughs) Have a date with those cleats. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. <laughs> yeah. I like, cannot. <laughs> That was just that was like a dad joke. Um, but it's, oh my God. Anywho. All right. Good things about our generation. What do you guys have to say? Good things about our generation. Um, I mean, we touched a little bit on it. I think Gen Zers, at least for me, have put more attention and like made me more aware of self-care and body positivity like before I'd say maybe in the last three years I've like learned through my through my older kids and like their friends like how to really appreciate and respect my body like my body has been through so much and I gave me these kids and you know I can still do so much with it when before it wasn't really seen that way I don't think we we would see our bodies that way now it's more like you're more aware like of what you're putting in it like I'm like eating sea moss every morning and I have a whole corner with like every tincture not a man and dandelion and chlorophyll and like all these things because it's more like you want to nurture your vessel and like talk good to it and almost like you know like just love on it because your body should be loved and respected where before you were just kind of seen as like a station wagon and you're just carrying kids and baggage <laughs> Yes, yeah, true. It's true. Like, like, now you're like with Tesla. You have to recharge it and like take care of it and keep yeah. it pretty and clean. Like I, I think women are worthy of sitting at the table, being owning the table, you know, and taking care of themselves. And mm-hmm. I think that's that's a wonderful um, inheritance that this generation is leaving behind to the next generations. So I think mm-hmm. you know, I think also um, milestones. And traditional roles, they're changing those conversations, mm-hmm. they're changing those things. And I think that's magnificent. We don't have to meet milestones according to so- social no. pressures anymore. Like you don't have to get married if you don't want to. You don't have mm-hmm. to buy the house. You can travel the world and be a nomad in your, you know, um, van and, and people mm-hmm. see it as cool now. Like imagine you would have said that to your boomer parent, like if you were a boomer to your parents, like they would have. Think you are a, like, a parasite in their mind. Like, what do you mean? Like, you know, you tell your immigrant parent that they came to this country to fulfill this American dream and open all these doors for you. And you're going to be the first in your family to go to college. And when they ask you, what are you going to study? You say quintessential art and Renaissance. And you want to build furniture for the Renaissance era. <laughs> like, what? No. It, what the it, fuck? It, what it, do you mean? You know, it, yeah, like it's, now it's I feel a, like it's more, it's more acceptable. Like you don't have to either be a doctor they're more engineer practical. or. They're more practical, yeah. more realistic. I think they're mm-hmm. more attuned to what they want to do and, and understand that this is like a sentence for life. Um, well, mm-hmm. that it isn't a life sentence like it was before, you know, like you get to yeah. make choices about your life. You don't but have I to go feel like to that's college. really happening in that like half from our generation into Gen Z. I don't think the X, X, Y, like you're, we're only five years apart, but I feel like you didn't get that as much as I did. And we were only five years apart or even as much as Anna did. And she's only 10 and Laura. So 13 for me, 13. Yeah. So I feel like even though we're within the same generation, different stages of that generation got to experience it kind of, you paved the way a little bit 
for like me to have it a, not a little easier, but be able to make my choices. Because even in my choice and moving out when I was 16 and, you know, embarking on my own journey wouldn't have been an option for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I feel like as the generation kind of went on, we ensured that we kind of opened that door for the generation. I agree because I'm pretty sure like as far as my side, I'm probably the only person who's like ever left my house, like not married like that too and like I remember everyone used to always say stuff but I mean it's like I was already like I was in college I had already been living by myself in a dorm so it was like what was the difference between a dorm and then like coming back home and living by myself you know but that was like a thing Mm -hmm. like even for Bianca like I think I'm sorry like even for Bianca's generation like you know in our culture like, yeah, you're going away for college, but that's, you only have four years. You're expected to come back home, to come back back home. and leave from this house corona, and, and like, yeah. and realistically and realistically that actually created a lot of issues between mommy mm-hmm. and me because I mm-hmm. didn't choose to come back home. And like, she's always sort of had that little grudge. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if, you know, she's still holding on to it, but we've had mm-hmm. a lot of she conversations is. throughout <laughs> the years. Yeah about how, you know, that just sort of threw her for a loop and plans and all of this out the window. And I understand now that that was normal mentality for her mm-hmm. and her generation, you know, mm-hmm. and sort of I did something abnormal um, for my earlier participation in becoming a millennial. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I don't, you know, I'm glad I did it, though. I like that mm-hmm. Gen, Z's, Gen Z's are really pushing forth this whole financial independence situation. I think that's very admirable. They're working on like the hustles, entrepreneurship, yeah. Um, yeah. finding ways to create um, wealth for themselves. And that um, and I really admire too, just the fact that so many of them now are like just leaving their homes, you know, like you said, like creating financial wealth for themselves. And then like, not like you said, not feeling the pressure of getting married, but living, having that experience of living by yourself, because like you said, so many of us, we don't get to leave till we're mm-hmm. married and you don't really realize how much you actually need that experience of living oh, yeah. by yourself before you like live with anybody else. I feel like there's so many like people divorce more, I think, because they don't get that opportunity to find themselves before they get married and live by themselves. And then you get yeah. married and then you miss out on all those opportunities. And now you're like, oh, well, you know, I don't want this anymore. I want to figure myself out and have that opportunity to live alone. Yeah, I agree. I think that if you skip any steps, you're going to, you have to go back down and go absolutely yeah I I don't think from experience I I completely agree (laughs) even if you're at level 20 I think at some point you're gonna no it doesn't matter you go back you have to live those stages Um, that's what I tell my kids and it's crazy like what I tell my teenagers right because my 11 year old and six year old are not there yet but what I talk to my boys the most about is we have a lot of conversations because thankfully they're really open with me but it's like I tell them like when it's like oh mom like you know I feel this way or I need advice on this I'm like wait no like this is your time you only have 18 years to be an idiot and make mistakes Mm -hmm. like this is your time responsibly of course um with the right tools consensually like these this is the time for you to live and make mistakes and learn about you what you like what you don't like try again, fail, try again, fail, try again a hundred times because 
that's why you have your youth for. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want you to rush into thinking that your level one is less than your peers level 10. Like, no, like nobody, I'm pushing 40 that I haven't figured or, it out. Or like, find yourself married, committed with the 3.5 kids, dog in the house, and then still in the back of your mind, have this desire, mm-hmm. this constant yeah. nagging desire that you feel like you're missing out on something, you know, you, yeah. you need to. And yeah, and even, and even, and even if that, like for me, throughout my whole, I was a young mom, young, you know, bride and all that. I didn't feel like I was missing anything. Even though I was, I, I, cause you don't miss what you don't know. Yeah. So I did it. It's not like I had friends or peers that I had left behind that I was watching parallel to the life I was living, enjoying them. I didn't, I didn't have that because I was enthralled and enjoying having my kids and being the best I could with my situation and ensuring that even though I was a teen mom, I still worked and got my education I did the best that I could with what I had so I didn't feel like I was missing sowing my oats yeah. or you know travel I, I wasn't yeah. honestly I, I started missing that when my like after like when I was like towards maybe the end of my but just because I was seeing my partner doing those things so I, now I had an example of what yeah, it of was course. yeah and I was like wait a minute you know so that's so you don't miss what you don't know and in that time that was a choice I made and I don't regret it one bit but I don't want them to have to live that. And then later on in life, they dang it. Now I'm, you know, I definitely think we're doing a really good job with that as just as this generation of, you know, just not letting them make those same mistakes and having those regrets in their life. Yeah. But I think the key, the, at least for me, and I, like I always tell people the key outside of anything you think that you can teach them outside of any example outside of telling them not to copy what their other Gen Zers, you know, are chewing on Tide Pods and boiling shampoo and getting, like, outside of all of that, like, the most important thing you can teach your child is the knowledge that no matter how many Tide Pods they eat or how many hand sanitizer pumps they pump into their butt to get drunk. (laughs) It's a thing, I I swear. I'm laughing because I know it's a thing. That's why I'm laughing. Oh my god! Is that the knowledge? And I think in a lot of ways we didn't have that security and knowing that you're gonna be there to pick up the pieces. So I think what our kids have, the Gen Zers, which is why they're so free and expressive, and you hear so much about changes and movements Mm -hmm. within their generation, is because I feel like our generation has done a good job and letting them know that hey. You can come out of that closet or, hey, you can make those those mistakes because I'm going to be here to catch you when you fall. And we, I don't think we had that, which is why we had to kind of be a little sneakier and a lot of times burn bridges with our own parents because we didn't have that. And they didn't understand that they weren't giving that to us. They thought by lecturing us and paving what they thought our future should look like was the right thing to them. So I think like, that's why our Gen Zers have the freedom to do all these things is because they're secure in the knowledge that but, they have know, that support system. don't you ever think though that in a way that's the same reason why they're so flaky and they don't take anything seriously and yeah oh yeah it's a double-edged sword because, completely. yeah because then they they're like oh, we've crippled them up yeah but you have to be like i tell my kids like i'm gonna be here to help you pick up the pieces but um you got a timeline though, boo-boo, because I gave you my whole youth. <laughs> I didn't sow my wild oats. I didn't party. I didn't do raves, raves and all that. 
because I dedicated my youth to raising y'all. You don't gotta go home, but you gotta get the hell up out of here. So whatever I, you choose to do with your life, I you, always, have a, you have a timeline. I always tell Jose, I always tell Jose, and he's just 12, you know, he's just sort of starting in this road, but I always tell him, because he's very excited about the future. He's always like, he wants to go to Georgia mm -hmm. Tech and he wants to live there. And I always hype it up. You know, I, I want him to want more for himself. Of course. Um, but I always tell him, I'll always have your back, but you're the one who's going to have to deal with the consequences of your crap. Of like course. whatever choices you make, I'm not, I'm living my life. You live your life. I'll have your back, but you're the one who's going to have to deal with the consequences. Yeah, you're driving the bus a hundred percent. Your life choices. And I just, I really want to drive that home because I really want him. Like right now, we just went through an experience. He got all great grades, right? But in one class that he's super chilling because he thinks he knows it all. He got a 78. His dad told him if you get everything above an 85, he can get this tablet. He got a 78. And he thought that because he, once they made that deal, he thought that because, you know, he was going to get a perfect score on the final exam because he studied so hard. He would boost it a little bit. Mm -hmm. He would boost his grade past the, the limits that they had set. And when the, the report card just came home, it was 78. And he was like, you know, so distraught. And his dad told him, what do you think? They just because you worked hard a little bit at the end, it was going to be enough yeah. to change things. You should have thought about that throughout the whole year. Put your yeah. effort throughout the whole yeah. year. And then you would have ensured the outcome you wanted but you didn't so he's like you only have yourself to blame and he was so mad at himself yeah. oh yeah um, but those are I think those are almost like for us parents so those are almost like like at least for me maybe I'll gonna get looked down upon for this but for me those are like karmic justice moments <laughs> they, really are. they really are no they really sure. are though yeah, yeah like, like, I so it, like scary, though they really are so necessary because we live in this world and i see it all the time at school with my students is that they're so entitled they think that they deserve everything yeah oh i love those moments what kind of work they put in and so it's like if you really don't do that like we're really setting them up for failure <laughs> and I, I won't fight his battles for him you know like i i won't do that like, unless it's a warranted we've had one or two warranted situations where people like you know some educators have taken advantage <coughs> of their position because they do that um but other than that i let him handle his own nonsense because yeah. i'm yeah. a i'm a guy one day and he's uh, you know even when i'm not even when i'm just a, when he's just you know 19 20 year old kid i'm not gonna go and rescue him from life like he's gonna no. have to figure out how to No, but when i feel like having that support system is having that open avenue of communication knowing that you don't have to do everything behind my mm -hmm. back or you don't have to rebel and run out of the house at 16 like you don't have to do those things because we have an open door policy here that doesn't mean that it negates your responsibilities it doesn't mean it doesn't negate it negates you know the expectations of a contributing member of society that I have for you it just means that you have a shoulder to lean on and you have access to mental, you know, self-care, mental health care if you need it. And this is an open conversation and we don't shun and we don't judge, but you still got to be, a, you don't have to be an astrophysicist, but you got to do something to pay your own bills and taxes. Because I got plans <laughs> for my 40s and my 50s is all I got to say. I got plans. That's it. Um. All right, well, I think we're coming almost to a close. So we'll touch on the last one real quick, which we touched on mental health, which I think is fantastic for these upcoming generations. Like the topic of mental health is so important. Mm -hmm. um, and it is a topic which before 
it wasn't even a topic no. of conversation. It was taboo and, and a shame to even say you were depressed or sad or needed yeah. any kind of emotion. Even in the health. schools now, like uh, we literally have like a whole, like it's in our curriculum now where we have to like start teaching social emotional learning and adding those things in there. So yeah. I know I've, I've subbed yeah. a couple of times and I see that the teachers have planned, you know, mental health break and they'll give the kids these little mental health moments. And I think that's brilliant. I think, you know, we've lived in cultures um, generationally where you glamorize this um, overexertion, overwork, yeah. um, burnout. And if you're not at, you know, the last thread, then you're not, you know, doing everything and pulling your weight. And I like this, this trend. I think this is fantastic. Um, but the last one I was going to touch base on was sexuality. I like what's happening with sexuality and sexual exploration and sexual orientation um, with the newer generation. I know I it's a little complicated. I have some opinions about it. I have some opinions too, especially when it comes to like the whole gender thing. Uh, when um, it comes, my main thing, like what I didn't like agree with was like the whole athletic thing. You know, yes, like when that's, it, that's a tough one. It's really tough, but I, I agree with me, you, Laura. Because I, I, I feel like everyone should kind of have like their own like okay I'm all for choose whatever gender makes you feel happy but I also feel like it's really like at a disadvantage and I played sports growing up and I would be pretty upset so I think in order to make it fair and equal for everyone we'll have your own like trans category. category category yeah where then yeah like, I agree you with feel, that you know everyone's equal but now like where everyone else who doesn't feel that way is kind of like our voice is gone now and that yeah and yeah. yeah and you're and you're and then there's a fear of speaking up because ow, there's a fear of speaking up because you're going to get shunned from your sport you or like down upon. and it's not that you know and all. that's not even it it's just it's literally just it's physiology it's physiology it's bi biology it's physiology it's that is yeah it's just i think there has to be some sort of balance i i do mm -hmm. think that it's a disadvantage of a newly trans let's say um, male to female student joins, let's say an all female uh, swim team or volleyball team or something like that, if you're newly trans. Now, if you've been on hormone therapy for two or three years, your body is pretty much female at that point, will react for the most part, like female body and muscle structure and everything. And I think, you know, at that point, I don't see the, the difference if you've been in that transition hormonal therapy situation for a couple of years. But I, I'm upset when it comes to, you know, people that have just newly transitioned. Do you still have all your muscle mass? You still have all of your um, testosterone? You still have all of this that hasn't fully leveled off or, you know, brought you to the other side of your new gender identity? Yeah. And, you know, that seems to be an unfair advantage for the, but it sucks because if I were to have a trans kid, it, it would also you break want my them, Yeah. And I break your heart too be because it's something you can't give to them. Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. But if I had a heteronormative child and then they brought in a newly transgender child into their team, then I would feel also. I just think if you just have guilty. your own category, then you don't. Stumble it, 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 I definitely can agree to some extent with that, but I also feel like it would isolate and point out these children to ignorant and abusive individuals that might. It's gonna you know, point out it can happen with anybody in any in any 
Yeah. I mean, there's golf courses that I can't even go into. Like, you know what? Like there's golf courses that women are not allowed in 2022, but that's not, you know what I mean? Like that's the rules. Like that's their personal rules. Like go to a golf course that I can play in that I agree with it. No, I don't. But but the dude you know, has I to can't. change everything because Angela's upset. Like, no. It's upset. Like, like that I, I don't. To me, what's I, like, my biggest issue, I, not even issue, is I'm pretty open when it comes to, and I talk to my kids about, you know, my older kids about it. I mean, my younger kids too, to a certain extent, just kind of awareness. But I don't like where we're moving into the celebration of over-sexualizing at such an early age. I agree a hundred percent. I do believe that a child, like I, like to me, that is when, what does it matter what my six-year-old sexual preference is? My six-year-old shouldn't have a sexual preference because my six-year-old shouldn't have had sexual experiences. So how do they know what, like, how can my six-year-old tell me, yeah, she can have a crush on another little girl an innocent you know crush because she still doesn't understand it and maybe she'll you know in a few years maybe come she's out and attracted to her in her friendliness yeah and, and but her, i feel like we're in such a bandwagon an instant microwave society where immediately we run without offering the tools first like as a mom of boys and girls like if one of my children were supposed to were to come at me whether at, at six years old with you know these feelings or I, you know I feel like I'm in the wrong body my, I think my first instinct is get this my child help yeah. to identify what that is so they help them process that because I'm not a doctor I can't help them process it but I think it's a lot of we're running in the sexual direction of it with kids instead of it we're, let's we're learn how you feel and let's identify what that is and let's work on accepting that feeling doesn't necessarily have to be Actually, I feel like we're just over sexualizing everything. I think because we're putting and adult perception or adult yeah. glasses on children's issues. on children's issues. Like we're not seeing them. It's like my son one day told me he wanted to put on blush, right? I'm mm-hmm. putting on makeup. When he was like five, maybe four and a half, five, five around there. And he comes up to me, the little one, he's like, Mommy, I want to put some of the blush on my cheeks. And I, the, I didn't go, oh, my son is scared. You know, like I wouldn't care anyway, but whatever. It would be mm-hmm. another Tuesday. No, but, but it's different. Moment, it's, yeah. But in that moment, instead of thinking, oh, my child might have a preference or he might want to be a girl or he might want, my initial reaction was, why do you want to put on blush? Oh, mom, I want to look like a rock star on the TV. I could have put my adult glasses on it and made it something that it wasn't. Or I could have said, no, boys don't wear blush or whatever. No, but literally, he either. noticed that these celebrities on a concert stage they look like they got makeup on so he wanted to put blush on that was literally the only reason I could have I put blush on him took a picture he loved it he definitely looked like a celebrity I could have made it something else that it wasn't I could have looked at it in a different way and a lot of times it is that simple like it is literally just asking mm-hmm. questions without directing them in one or, or no. shaming them just mm-hmm. asking a freaking question you know like and even, even if it is college, a different reason why maybe it is because he wants to he feels like, you know, a girl or your daughter identifies herself as a boy. She's, I just feel like let's remove this. Let them figure it out. Yeah. But let's just remove the sexual aspect of it. Whether your child identifies as a girl, as a boy, as trans, as whatever. Let's work on 
getting them the help and helping them understand that feeling and that need to transition and making them comfortable in their body with whatever they feel more comfortable in. I am a hundred percent for that. And, and I approach just, the changes as they grow, as into they them, grow into them. But I just feel like we are in them. such an, even like in, you know, they TikTok or whatever, like, it's just like, we, we've over-sexualized like, you know, our little girls. And it's just like, you know, you're making these, like all these like sexual movements. And it's just like, mm-hmm. I, that I, maybe I'm old school still in Gen X about that. Like, I just feel like, let kids be kids. If yeah. your daughter wants like, let her dance. Like if she wants to be a dancer, then she's dancing and there's an art. I dance, like there's art and there's movements and there's things, but let's just like, let's just remove the sexual, like let kids be kids, please. And whatever yeah, form that is. I but have just issues with that. I've seen like how people are dressing like they're little girls, like adults. And Yeah, um, I, de- I definitely agree because I see that a lot at school. It's just like you said, like seeing little girls dress like adults. I have little girls who come in and they like, want to do these tiktok dances and things that are just you know just way above them and and they're saying boys and girls are saying things and doing things that they don't even know what they're saying they have no idea what they're talking about yeah they don't like i was substituting a class one day and one of the little boys goes and i said what was that about and he goes oh i'm moaning and i said what where what is moaning and he says oh it's this person on youtube that i forgot yes my kids do that yeah and 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 i'm like so what does that mean and it's just oh it's just a sound that they make and i was just like oh okay because if i feed into it you know what what am i gonna say and if i try to explain it i'm not their parent like i'm like what am i gonna say there's boundaries (laughs) you don't want to cross and then that's when cancel culture comes in okay i literally (laughs) just told them don't make sound effects in class though it's very distracting (laughs) what else do i say but you know um my one issue with with the freeness of sexuality nowadays is no gender at birth that i sort of have like, uh, a little bit of an internalized conflict yeah. with it's like, trying to can- cancel culture wants to cancel gender reveals now or let them yes. or let them choose their gender once they get old like that's just weird and, and i think i think it's it's great because I want, I always talk to my children very openly about sexuality and things like that. And if something comes up, I'm honest and open, like, oh, he has mm-hmm. two dads. Yeah, they love their married or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is what it is. It's not, but it doesn't I have don't. to. I feel like now it's almost like you're afraid to talk about it because there's no gray area anymore because society has made it either you're for or you're against it. Like, that exactly. is not yeah. the conversation. And like, I isn't. am so open and especially with my kids and I, and I teach my kids to be open and understanding and accepting and non-judgmental and who you are and who you prefer, what you prefer does not define you as who you are as a human being and love is love. And you are to me, like, it is what it is. It's, it is what it is. It doesn't, one thing has nothing to do with your moral compass and who you are as a human being. They do not go hand in hand. But I do, I do believe that a child born deserves to be identified as something yeah, because if you're, if you're not something then you're nothing and then uh, allow that child to grow up in a home that they know that whatever they choose along the way is going to be welcomed exactly. and open and accepted is like mm-hmm. I, I, I really look at it in a medical standpoint you know like medically you have to kind of like put something there for medical purposes in the event you know that you just need to decide how to 
do any kind of procedure. Or if your child gets lost in a park, what are you going to say? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, to me, or, or there are genetic disorders that are more dominant in males than in females. I don't think that in you identify your child as a gender, you are giving are, them their personality and their who they are as a person. I don't yeah, think or you're telling them that choosing, or that you're telling them that choosing differently is wrong. No, that's yeah. how you treat your home. You know, it's like, I can raise my children as boys. Boys that know that whoever they choose to be along the way in their life will be equally loved and equally accepted in my home. Exactly. And that mm -hmm. they will have a support system and a guide in me should they choose differently. But they were born with male anatomy and until they decide something different, I will treat them as such, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's such a delicate thing when, when we try to take that away from a child. Um, I, I've substituted in high school and I have had non-gender conforming students. I have had gay and I've had, had lesbian students and I'll ask them straight up, you know, do you have any pronouns? My pronouns are she and, he, and she and, and her. Um, so do you have any particular pronouns? If anybody mm -hmm. has any particular pronouns that differ from, you know, the standards, please let me know how you prefer to be addressed. And I've done it. I, I, I usually always try to do that, especially at the older grades, mm -hmm. because at that point, you know, students are pretty much very decided um, yeah. in who they, they are and how they identify and how respected and, you know, encourage you to be yourself. But I don't like that, that really delicate area that we're navigating into. I think it, like, if you're a leaf in the wind, you know, if you have no, yeah. if you have nothing to hold on no to, north. you just sort of, yeah, you just sort of go wherever the wind takes you, and that yeah. is dangerous for any human being, um, but with that, um, who, Angela, you want to say goodbye today? Oh, yes. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. I love this conversation, lighthearted, and we got to explore kind of a where we came from and where we're going, where we're headed, right? And our kids yeah. as well. Um, I was one of my teenagers, of course. <laughs> um, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, don't forget to click the bell, click the link in our bio and subscribe and share. And then in the comment sections, let us know any millennial trends or Gen Z trends that we may not have covered or Gen X trends that kind of, we Gen Z'd from the Gen Xers, the millennials. Cause I think there's some, I mean, there's, there has to be some that we're claiming our hours that are really not. Yeah, probably somebody else's. Mm -hmm. Probably All somebody right, else's. Well. Once again, thank you. Thank Have you. a great day, morning, evening, whatever time of day it is for you. Ciao. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Hasta mi despedida, vete con el que te hundí.